everyone to the Gold Digger Girls podcast, where we talk about crushing your goals and creating the life of your dreams. I'm Kimberly Olson, your host, and today we're going to talk about the money objection. So if you're just tuning in, I want to thank all of you for supporting the Gold Digger podcast because it just hit over 10,000 views. With this being episode 20, I am more than excited about that. I think that's so neat because I'm a podcast girl. So if you're watching this on Instagram, Go and put a one if you're watching this live, put a two if you're watching the replay. If you're on the podcast, we're streaming live on Instagram, so come over there at the Gold Digger Girl. And then put a three in the comments if you're a podcast girl. So if you love podcasts, it's a fun way to digest content. For me, I've been in the car, as you guys know, for the better part of two years with (laughs) commuting, you know, two hours a day. And so podcasts are my jam. It's actually how my husband and I got out of debt and paid off. Oh my gosh, you guys, probably... $80,000 worth of debt because of the podcast, the Dave Ramsey program. So I'm a huge fan. And I also want to give a shout out to Self Love Girl Gang, SLGG, Self Love Girl Gang. If you search it, you'll find it. She sent me this coffee mug and I'm obsessed with her group. Her name's Christy Dully. And and there's, it's decaf, don't worry, because you guys know how I start talking really fast when I have caffeine. But she has a girl gang, so it's just a self-love girl gang. It's awesome, and I had to give a little shout-out for that. So let's jump into the topic at hand. So we're going to talk about the money objection. What do you do when it comes time to present your opportunity, whether it be the product, the service, the business side? What do you do to be able to handle the money objection in advance and also just avoid it in general? So when I was 18 years old, my very first real job was selling Cutco cutlery knives. So again, if you're watching this live, put a four in the comments if you have ever sold Cutco cutlery or know somebody who who has. It's notorious for recruiting high school graduates and college students because let's face it, you're young, you're eager, you're moldable. They can kind of shape you into whoever you want. So when I first started, they had this program, well, I'm sure they still do, where you could earn commission off your sales or you could earn what was called base pay. The base pay was extremely high. So even as a waitress, I waitressed in high school, I could make more money with the base pay than waitressing. So I completely quit my job waitressing, which looking back was a little risky. But I was like, I'm in, I'm going to do this. And it was based on appointments. So the more appointments you did, the more money you made. So I was like her number one new person. I had like 40 appointments, which was like unheard of because you had to set appointments with family members to come look at your, you had to go to their houses and do a Cutco cutlery demonstration. And I was like, I'm going to get that base pay. I'm going to make a gazillion dollars. So I set up all these appointments. Well, the two weeks come by the beginning of my first two weeks. And it's at the end of the two weeks, they either give you your commissions or they give you the base pay, whatever's higher of the two. And from her standpoint, she didn't want to pay out the base pay because basically she would pay all that out, not the company. And she had to pay out the base pay, a lot of base pay to me. So she sat me down and she's like, look, I want you, do you cook? And I said, no, I don't cook at all. I can't even boil water. She said, okay, do you like fruit? And I said, yeah, I love fruit. She goes, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to take all your knives out your cutco knives. And I want you to chop up fruit. Okay. Go buy a watermelon, go peel an apple with the, with a paring knife. I want you to just go to town. Okay. I was like, okay, I can do that. So she sent me home and had this assignment and I was like, oh my gosh, these knives are freaking awesome. Okay. So I went from two weeks of like no sales. Okay. I think my grandpa bought, bless his heart. They had like this special, uh, the, the three-part special or something. He spent like a hundred and some dollars on freaking knives just to help me. 
Anyways, I was horrible. I had no sales. So I get done for the weekend and I'm like, this stuff is amazing. Like I was so pumped and you guys know me. Oh, you sold Cutco, you sold Cutco too. That's awesome. If I get pumped about something, I can sell ice cube to Eskimos if I really believe it. Right. Cause I'm so excited. I come in there like gangbusters. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And I would make people pull out like all this stuff out of their refrigerators. And I was like, here, cut this up. Like I would go nuts. All of a sudden I finished as her number one sales rep. The next year I was number one in the whole county. I reached number 37 in the nation and won a scholarship. And I went on to work with the company for seven years as a district sales manager. The reason why I share that story, you guys, is why all of a sudden was I selling more? What was the difference? First difference was I believed in it. I believed in the price. When I first started, I was like, okay, their biggest set, you guys, was almost $1,000. I come up from a family where you get a knife from the dollar store, like for real. Like, oh, how long can we get this knife to last? That's what I grew up with. Going to selling a set that was $1,000, are you kidding me? That's huge, right? And so I had this like huge shift. And basically the first thing that happened was the value is built up. I just want to check the audio on that. So the first thing is the value was built up in my mind. I believed in the price of these knives all of a sudden. I was like, heck yeah, it's an investment because you only buy them once. They had a forever guarantee. So I'm getting all fired up about Cutco. I still believe it's the best in the whole world. My husband's like, oh, you just say that because you sold it. I'm like, no, I really do. They have a forever guarantee, not a lifetime guarantee. So it's forever, forever and ever. Lifetime is only seven years by law freaking forever. You're going to spend that in knives that you keep throwing away that suck, right? So all of a sudden I was like, totally believed in it. So the first thing, you're, this is your take home, your take home assignment. I want you to do some research, okay? I want you to go to compare your product to other products on the market. I really want you to find out comparably. So it has to be as good as your product. Is your product really good? If it is, who's your closest competition and what are their price points? And look, and you're probably going to be pleasantly surprised. Yours is probably right up there with them, maybe a little bit higher, a little bit lower, but you're going to go, okay, awesome for what they're getting. This is a great price. Okay. Now you also have to look at what it's doing for people. Sometimes we forget that we're like this weight loss system. It's $600. You guys, I've been in health and wellness for since I was 21, 17 years. Do you know how much money people spend on personal trainers? I worked at a health club where people would walk in and drop you know, 1200 bucks and go, oh, I just need to renew my sessions and, and go in the locker room. Like they didn't think twice about dropping $1,200 for somebody to yell at them and do push-ups. but you're worried about your $600 weight loss program. It's all about perception. Okay. You have to think to yourself, what, what problem am I solving? And what is that worth to people? I have heard that hair replacement surgeries are $5,000, $10,000, do you think people really want to go and do that? Or would they rather find a non-toxic hair care product that can naturally grow their hair back? Potentially. I'm not going to apologize about the cost of my hair care, knowing that that's an alternative out there for people. Your skincare. How much money do people spend on skincare stuff, right? I mean, these things are legit. Like the, the prices that your price points for your direct sales company or whatever, if you sell jewelry or whatever it is, you guys, it's legit. You should you should be so convinced on that price that you are not attracting those objections. So what I mean by that, hang with me if you're listening. I don't get the money objection very often at all in my network marketing company. Why? Because I believe in the price and I think it's actually underpriced. 
how is that possible? Because it's concentrated, it's going to get results. People aren't going to have to sh- shampoo as often, blah, blah, blah. I believe in it. Okay. So because I believe in it, I don't, I have a question on Costco, by the way. Can you guys help me remember that Costco put in the comments? So because I don't think of it as an issue, it doesn't come up for me. I'm not focused on it. I'm so focused on solving their needs and being their awesome hair care person that I'm just excited about, hey, this is what we can get you started on. These are all the great perks. This is what it's going to cost you. Would you like to get started? I'm not like, oh, this is the price. You guys see the difference there? I have so much conviction in it. I believe in it that the that the objection is not coming up for me, okay? So you have to remember, you in your mind are, are making assumptions for them. And I've, I found myself doing this. I will say things such as, well, this this is the price of it, but if you want to save a little bit, we could do this. Why do I say that when that happens? Why am I saying that? I'm assuming that money is an issue. It may not. That's actually could be offensive to some people. Okay. Have you ever heard of the story about when somebody who has a lot of money will go into a jewelry store, but maybe, you know, just finished yoga class or something and doesn't have the Lululemon look, looks a little scruffy. And there's actually somebody I know at the health club I was at. This is her. I mean, her hair wasn't even brushed every day. You're just like, okay, she was loaded. She told me this story. She went into a department store, a really nice department store and was at the like perfume area and she was looking around and it's expensive, right? And no one came up to her. And she, she was so mad she left. They assumed she didn't have the money for it, right? We assume that. And that's not our place to assume it. It can be offensive to people and it's just not our place, okay? So what your job is to do, this is your, to finish it up. Why did I, why did I gain weight? I gained 40 pounds my freshman year of college because I ate too much and I was depressed. Okay, but no, I, I just don't calories and stuff. I just eat real food. Anyways. So like pretty woman, you guys don't assume don't, what is it? Don't make an ass of yourself. Don't assume. Okay. So go in with confidence. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to use your product. I want you to do some research. I want you to fall in love with the price. Go look and see what the alternative is out there. The more expensive alternative in your market, plastic surgery, how expensive is that hair, hair, um, reconstruction or whatever it's called surgery, you get hair stuff, weight loss surgery. Oh my word. Um, gastric bypass surgery, all that stuff is thousands and thousands of dollars, okay? The alternative is what you have. It's a great deal. So I want you to go do some research. I want you to really pay attention to how you're speaking to people. And I want you to really work on letting that that money objection go and just think, my job here is to share the options and let them decide. And I'm going to help them make, make a decision. And that's it. And just let it go. And I promise you, you guys, the outcome will be totally different. Costco, yes or no. So if you have a way to let me know if you're a Costco fan, uh, I guess Sam's Club would be an alternative to that. We don't really have a Sam's Club by us, but my husband is asking us about me about that. Thought about it, but I feel as though if I go into the store, I'm going to buy, th- like I'm going to spend more than it's worth on the savings. I'm just curious about that. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I'm just not convinced. But if they have a delivery service and there's no room for me, what, you know, wavering or going, oh my gosh, that's such a de- amazing deal. You know, five year supply of whatever for this price, then I think I might be down for that. So just curious in your thoughts on that. Let me know. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. Instagram, hang on for a second. So for those that are listening on the podcast, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Please leave a review. If you do, um, you can just email me at the gold digger girl at Gmail, and I'll give you a special surprise. So Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out there and crush your goals and create the life of your dreams.